Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Okay. Here we go. Um, I was working out. I was talking to a buddy of mine. And I was telling him something that Bishop T.D. Jakes told me one time. I heard him say it. He said, uh, I would hate to die and not do the thing that I was born to do. I would hate to die and not do the thing that I was born to do. Man, oh man, oh man. Man, that hit me like a like a like a pile of bricks, man. Because it made me feel so grateful that God has allowed me to live my life this way. Now, and I'm talking about grateful for all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I have had all of them. The person you see today, it ain't always who I was. It was on the inside of me, but it hadn't externalized itself, if that's a word. It hadn't been bought out. It was in here, but it was under development. Who I am today was a process. But like I said before, don't trip. He ain't through with me yet. Even today, I'm still an imperfect soldier for Christ. Today, I still fall short. Oftentimes. But I'll tell you what, I'm ever grateful for the life I have. And you know what? 
I want to encourage everybody today to explore your possibilities. I mean, man, explore your possibilities. Why would you not want to find out, discover, or know what it is God got for you? Why would you not want to achieve or accomplish all of your possibilities? Now, as I ask you this question, I want you to know that the devil is busy, that he plays mind tricks. So as you hear this, I already know he's saying to some of y'all, yeah, Steve, that's easy for you to say, but I didn't got myself in this situation right here. You, ain't nothing too hard for God. Nothing. Nothing. And see, so as you listen to me, try to, try to get your mind open to this. Why would you not want to explore all of your life's possibilities? What's possible with your life? And I'm talking about from right where you are right now. I'm not asking you to change. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm telling you, this is a fact that God can get you from right where you are right now. Broken, misled, misguided, misunderstood, mistaken, all of that. Misfortunate, all of the misses you've been talking about in your life. You know, you, I missed the lottery. I, I missed my ride. They fired me. I, I missed the deadline. I didn't get it. Miss. People, people, people just miss they self to death. If you've been all them misses, God can get you from right where you are. God a home run hitter. I'm here to tell you that. He's a home run hitter. He's a put him over the wall whenever he want to all the time. And you can be a recipient of some of these home runs. He'll put the bat in your hand, but you got to swing. Now listen to me. You got to stop feeling sorry for yourself. You got to stop holding yourself down with beating yourself up. He won't hold you down about it if you don't hold yourself down about it. But I'm going to tell you one more time, the devil is busy. So what the devil do is he make you think you ain't worthy. He make you think that you've done something so despicable that you can't come back from it. He makes you feel like you so low you can't go up high. He knock you down and make you feel like you've been knocked down harder than anybody else. You can't get up. He roll you so deep down in that ditch you can't see over the edge. God can come get you from no matter where you are. I'm telling you, man, you ain't in no hole too deep for God. Magic Johnson to tell you that. Listen to me. You ain't in no hole too deep for God. Steve Harvey can tell you that. You ain't in a hole too deep for God. Tyler Perry can tell you that. I can name you some people. Bishop Jake can tell you that. I could tell you. Kenneth Ulmer can tell you that. Bishop Kenneth Ulmer. I could tell you some people. Kirk Franklin can tell you that. Donnie McClurkin can tell you that. I just know some people personally, man, that done been in a hole. I, Joel Osteen can tell you about it. I know some people, man, been down, been in a hole so deep. I bet you Paula Dean can tell you about it. See, and, but, but you know what, then here we go. See, we, see, see, you know, see, we don't, we don't like to talk about that because now we want everybody to pay extra hard for some mistakes they made. When clearly, and excuse me for being a new Christian, but there is a prayer that I've been saying since I was a little bitty boy, and it took me till I was a grown man to understand it. 
Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So see, it ain't my job to hold nobody down, to keep my knee on somebody's neck. Who am I? I'm going to need some forgiveness in a second here, probably today. See, so all this, you holding people down with the way you feel about them and she shouldn't have said this and she'll never get, I'll never support this again. Man, get up. Get up and get real. You for real? You think you ain't finna need forgiveness real soon? You ain't finna make a diabolical mistake in your life? You don't think you are? I have thousands of them. Probably gonna make a few hundred more before I get up out of here. So I've decided to be in the forgiving business because I, I want God to forgive my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. You understand? See, excuse me for being a new Christian. I'm, I'm, I, get, I get tired of talking to, 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 uh, uh, to people, man, supposed to be saved and talking about their Christian. I don't want that type of religion, man. I ain't in that no more. I ain't in that. You can call me wrong if you want to. Say it how you want to say it. I ain't in that no more. I ain't in all that. You can feel how you want to feel about me. But I got proof that God work in my life. You know, I, I can't hardly get it out sometimes when people ask me something about deep on the inside of me about my soul and how I used to be and, and my journey and my trip. Because people don't know the trip I've been on. Well, you may have been on one worse than me. But you know what? You ain't in a hole too deep God can't get you out of. Man, I, wish, I, want, I want people to remember that, man. God is a redeemer. He the great I am. So if you ain't got nothing now, what you asking for? You know, you might not have nothing because you ain't asking for nothing. Quit asking God to get you out of debt and ask God for a life of abundance. Then you take the money and you get out of debt. You keep asking to get out of debt. You keep being in debt to get out of. Come on, man. What you asking God for? I'm just tripping today. That's all. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. It's official. Steve Harvey Morning Show is on. It is began. And it starts with Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve Harvey. Happy Friday. It continues with Carla Pharrell. Good morning. What's up, crew? Hey, Steve. Starts to bend a little bit with Keir Spates <laughs> Jr. Morning, everybody. Morning. Up. It takes a complete turn with J. Anthony Brown. <laughs> What's up, Mr. Harvey? Watch out there now. What is then it goes on? to the dark side of ignorance. <laughs> Nephew Tommy. <laughs> Bring on the ignorance. How you doing this morning? It's Friday, baby. You're going to be extra stupid when you let us. When yes. you let us. Yes. When you let us. The stupid you were expecting, we're going to top that. When, yeah. when has he ever stopped you guys from being stupid? I, that's what well, I you know, want. Sometimes we're warning, sometimes, we're warning him. Yeah. We're letting him sometimes know. Sometimes he'll calm us down, and then sometimes he'll join us. <laughs> I hope this is the day he joins us. He always joins you. <laughs> well, it just depends now, you know. <laughs> It's In fact, opinion. it's going to be so stupid, he's going to want some of this. That's where uh, it's going to be today. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So he's going to want okay. some. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. We're going to learn something. We're going to learn something today, baby. What? We're going to learn something. Thomas, something. when the last time you learned something? Man, let me tell you something. <laughs> to walk? I've learned how to kill a fly when he on top of the fly swatter. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Boy, I know yeah. how, I know how to do things. I learned, partner. Yeah, how do you do what? that? Yeah, what? 
You hit him with your hand, dog. I mean, you have to. He on the spot. Yeah. I mean, he on the spot. Ain't nothing you can do. You can't tell him to wait. Yeah. Get, get off the spot and I'll be at back. 50 to kill a fly with your hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Those days are done. Gross. <laughs> it's not gross. He can't Okay, do it. okay, okay. Y'all got a better way to kill a fly? Oh, here come Team way? Tommy. The man just told you. Yes. Him. I have now, the perfect let way. Let me hit. Let me hit. With the let other flash water. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, don't nobody have two. We ain't rolling like that. We ain't nobody got like two. That. Hey, hey, ain't hey, hey, hey. Let's not compete and see who's the poorest. <laughs> two flash waters ain't that expensive. Uh, hey, I'm just. What about a can of Ray? How about that? Ray. <sighs> mm-hmm. I have never seen Ray kill nothing. I ain't gonna lie to you. Boy, <laughs> boy, 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 dog, dog, what? dog. What kind of bugs is at your house? <laughs> Strong. What? The hell you ain't seen Ray kill Ray. Ray's been around for generations. What are you talking about? Now, you must be outside in the Ray woods with your cane. I'm in the woods. They're afraid oh, man, on the commercial. You, you must, not, oh, you must yeah. not be getting the coffin raid because the coffin <laughs> raid will knock a fly ass out. I'm sorry. <laughs> that coffin raid is <coughs> Well, as promised, hey. stupid today. <laughs> stupid has started. Yeah. yeah Didn't we waste any time already. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but with I your hands, though? Ew. <laughs> Ew, girl. That's nasty. All right, listen, uh, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we're going to do Ask the CLO, the CLO, the Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve, now time for Ask the CLO. I know you're ready. This one is from (laughs) Thea, who is an online listener. Thea says, I've been dating a great man for a year, and he's going through a divorce and fighting for custody for his 12-year-old daughter. I met his daughter, and we got along fine until recently. My boyfriend has tons of nude pictures of me in his phone, so I'm not sure why he let his daughter use his phone the other day. She scrolled through all of the pictures and didn't say a word to him, but went and told her mom about them. Now she is not allowed to see her dad. My boyfriend told me that I'm too risky to date right now, and the relationship is jeopardizing his custody battle. Should I fight for him or let his soon-to-be ex-wife win the fight? Mm. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Let let me stop you right now. (laughs) He's not getting custody. Of the girl. (laughs) I don't know what he done told you. I don't know what you think this is about. But they do not take children from women who are fit mothers. Now, unless this woman is unfit, some medical reasons, something wrong, they don't take children from their mother. He can get joint custody. He can get visitation. He not getting custody of the girl. And now that y'all got the naked videos... Uh-oh. Pictures, yeah. <laughs> you going to court yourself mm. naked? Mm-mm-mm. So should she fight for him, Steve, or let fight, soon fight for him? <laughs> soon How to be ex-wife win the fight? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how his ex-wife is winning the fight. What is well, the fight she, that she's trying to accomplish? I, I don't understand. Well, her boyfriend told her that he, she's too risky to date right now, and the relationship is jeopardizing the custody battle. Okay. So she wants to know, should, should she hang in there with him and fight for him or just 
let it go and let the wife win. No, the the question is, is he going to fight for you? Exactly. Mm. This isn't your fight at all. Exactly. That's the only <laughs> question. Is he going to mm. fight for you? And he already right. told you, you're too damn risky. Mm-hmm. And what did uh, the judge tell me on my talk show one time? Don't wow. let a man have to tell you he don't want you twice. Wow. Mm. Okay. Next question. All right, Lustful in Tampa. Okay. Damn, Chloe. I, I, I've been knowing my husband right. since I was 16, and we're both 39 now. He's the only man I've ever been with, but he's had two affairs since we've been married, and I forgave him. Sex with him is great, but I don't have anything to compare it to. I lust after other men, and I fantasize about having passionate sex with other men. I have a male friend that I've known as long as my husband, and he's willing to give me the experience I desire with no strings attached. He and my husband are friendly, but not close friends. The lust is taking over my body. Should I do him? Uh, yeah, well, it sounds like you're gone to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> She's out of control right now. Boy, yeah, I, it sounds it. to me like she gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gone to do it. She gone. Now, are they married? Yeah, yeah, it's her husband. She's known him since she was 16, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, They're 39 now. Like, mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like she got her mind made up. Yeah. Well, I will yeah, say this, go. though. He's had two that, affairs. I don't. I just, just, I'm just mm. going to say this. I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know when the affairs were. That's none of my business. I'm just mm. saying there is always some other good sex. Because <laughs> 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 she says she has nothing to compare it to. She's known him since she was 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she took well, I back. have some comparisons. In <laughs> telling you but right what? now. Back in the day, there was always. Mm-hmm. Mm. So should she do them? I guess. Uh, yeah. What happens if she, she go over there and that's better? What happens then? Mm. Well, wow. it's well, be better. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Jay. <laughs> what yeah. you say, Jay? Jay? No, no, Jay ain't lying now. <laughs> it's going to be better because it ain't nothing attached to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know, you no ain't got to talk about bills, no. kids, all yeah. this. Oh, it's going to be better. But mm-hmm. it's going to cost you something, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. Now, the question is, do you want to pay what that better pay cost? cost. Yeah. And you're going to find out real quick, it it ain't that good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you took him back after he had good, two affairs. So. be pretty good. <laughs> All right, uh, Cielo. <laughs> Shut up, Jay Crazy. It's going to be a point where it's damn delicious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's going to cost you, though. Yeah, you're going to be, can I take a bowl of that home? Because that's going to be real damn good. <laughs> yeah. All right, Michael in Charlotte, Cielo, says, I'm in my early 30s with a great job that has lots of traveling involved. I met a beautiful woman in February on a trip to Florida. We've had a long-distance relationship, but she only comes to visit me. I've never visited her. She told me she's a personal trainer, and she goes to bed early because she's got to get to the gym early. My boys met her and couldn't stop talking about how fine she is. One of my boys swears she's a stripper in Miami, and he said we should go see. I like this woman, so I want to know the truth. Should I ask her straight out? Should I ask her straight out, or just show up at her job? Ooh, show up. At what job? At her stripper strip job. Club. Yeah, at <laughs> the strip club. Wait a minute. Show up if while you, she's on the pole. If she work at a strip job, why you got to go see if that's her? 
Well, she, <laughs> you want to see she, all of them? <laughs> he doesn't believe it. His his boys swear that she is. He doesn't know that for sure. He wants to go see to prove. You know, he needs proof. I guess. I mean, she because she's in great shape don't mean she's a stripper. The majority of women I know that's in great shape ain't strippers. Well, <clears throat> she told him she's a personal trainer, so. Well, why would that not be? She got an IG page. Mm. But if she at the strip club working. <laughs> you not mad at that either, yeah. nephew? That's training. <laughs> <laughs> Those ladies are acrobats, I tell yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they got skills. They do. So but Steve, you can't get none of them to belong to you, though. Well, Some people do. Some people do. <laughs> Who? It could happen. I'm in love with <laughs> a stripper. Yeah. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get the show picked up now. You know, married to a stripper. So just hold tight. I'm showing no, you a bunch of <laughs> Tommy, that ain't no problem, you know. <laughs> Ready to love stripper edition. You might be married <laughs> to a stripper, but <laughs> she married to the pole. Coming up next, the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, guys, coming up at the top of the hour, we will have attorney Benjamin Crump to talk about the whole Breonna Taylor aftermath and what can we do now. But right now, the nephew with today's Run That Prank Back. What you got for us today, Matt? Bed bugs. Bed bugs. Bed, bed bugs. But why is it a gospel song? I don't know. I preached it yesterday. I don't know. That's the only way you can get away with bad singing. Bed bugs. There's a lot of that in a lot of churches, huh? Yes. Come on, cat. Bed bugs. May we all stand, please? Bed. Bed bugs. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to speak to Shanice. Uh, she's not here right now. I'm going to take a message. Uh, you, do you know when she's coming back? Nah, is this a business call or something? Nah, nah, this is personal. I need to talk to her immediately. Nah, you need to talk to me. This this a man. This uh, Who is this? This is this is Brandon. Who, 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 who are you? I'm Ernest, man, but uh, how do you know Shanice? I, I got a bit of a situation here, man, uh, and it, it's basically a financial situation that I'm owed some money from her. So I kind of need to talk to her about about getting this money. Uh, is is totally disrupted my whole apartment, and I need to actually see about talking to her about getting this whole problem taken care of. What what's the what's the situation? What what's the what's going on? I mean, I I'm basically right now I'm twenty five hundred dollars in the rears due to due to Shanice, and and. I, I, you know, I, I need to see if she's gonna be able to pay me for this situation or what, you know. Do my girl owe you money? She, she owes me twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars for what? I don't even know who you are, first of all. So, what's up with the twenty five hundred dollars? Man, first of all, my name is Brandon. Okay? okay, and I've been, I, I know, I've been knowing Shanice probably for the last three or four months now. Okay, so here, you, you want to know it all in a nutshell? Is it's like this? Shanice been coming through. Okay, for the last three or four months, been coming over here to my spot, to my apartment, hanging out. I'm just now finding out within the last two weeks, um, it's, I had to get rid of my couch. I had to get rid of my mattresses because your mattress because it's bed bugs. Wait a minute, dude. Wait a minute. So you trying to tell me she was in your bed? Yeah, she been in my bed, dude. She been in your bed. Are you crazy? 
Hey man, come hey on man. now, dude. Listen, you know, you hey know dude, the problem is right not now. where she is. Problem is, is you talking twenty five hundred dollars? You talking about my girl was in your bed? Now we not even gonna get into that. You understand what I'm saying? But that twenty five hundred dollars, you can forget about it. No, 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 no. Hold, Hold up, bro. First of all, you calling here? You calling here? You calling here? And here a dude answer the phone, and you still got the to ask for her, and then go tell me about some twenty five hundred dollars about some. Mattress? Dude, I'm out. My, my mattresses, man, are a thousand bucks. It's it full of bed bugs. I had to throw that away. Man, nobody hey, worry about no damn mattress, dude. You talking about my girl. We've been together for four years. I'm about to pop the question on her, and you want to sit there talking about she been hanging with you or kicking with you for the last four months. It's about to be over in a minute. Dude, if you want to marry Shanice, cool. I don't care nothing about nah, that. Nah, hey, don't even worry about that now. But you over my phone talking about some damn mattress, man. That's, that's a problem, dude. I ain't worried about no damn mattress. I don't worry about I ain't got no mattress right now. You calling mine? Tell me I do not have a mattress right now, nor do I have a couch. Do you understand the problem that brings me? I don't care about your mattress or couch, dude. I don't care nothing about that. Your name, you say your name, Brandon? I'm Brandon, yes. Yeah, Brandon, okay, don't worry about it, Brandon, because you're going to find me real soon. Don't let me find you before you find me, though. You understand what I'm saying, don't you? Dude, dude, dude. No, because you, you can have them bed bugs and that mattress or whatever. Answer these for all I care. But what I'm saying is, you talk about some bed bugs, ain't no bed bugs over here. Okay, so, so what's she getting all the other from? She done brought them over here to my place. I don't care nothing about it. She ain't bring nothing over there, first of all. But I ain't, that ain't even a problem right now. Dude, if you want to call you call me been over here, man. Ain't had nobody else over here. Right. Don't worry about who you had over there, but you don't go call here talking about no money. You ain't getting nothing from here. Okay, first of all, dude, check this out. I don't have a problem with you, okay? Me and you cool. No, me we you got cool. a problem. We already got a problem. You calling me talking about you been sleeping with my girl. Hey, dog, dog, once I'm going to say it again. Me and you cool, dog. We dude, cool. We not cool. We not cool. First dog, of all, dog, I'm going to find out who you are. I'm going to handle Sinise myself. I'm going to handle you later. What you, what, you, what you talking about? You, you going to handle me? I'm going to handle you later. You want a mattress, right? Hey, hey, dude. dude you want a mattress, right? Go ahead and marry Shanice. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. My don't problem about is getting that. my money back, man, for the, for the property of mine that she has ruined, man. I, don't worry about that. I'm going to get you a mattress. Don't worry about that. It's going to be a casket wrapped around that no. Hey, hey, dude, dude, why are you sitting here creating the drama with me when me, me and you, we ain't even the problem? The problem is Shanice. The problem is you picked up your phone and you called here. That's the problem. Okay, now you got okay, two so problems. You ain't got no couch. You ain't got no mattress. Now you got a dude after you. You understand what I'm saying? You know what? I, I see I can't talk to you. When do Shanice get home, man? Don't worry about when Shanice get home. Okay. What you need to worry about is when I find you. Okay, so so when, when I, you going to have my money then when you find me? Because I need my money. Yeah, I'm going to have your money. I'm going to have your mattress, too. Please understand. You're going to be resting real well. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so let me ask you this here, man. Shanice bring bed bugs over to my house. Leave them all in my mattress. Leave them all on my couch where I got to throw my stuff away. Where I'm wrong at, man? Where I'm wrong? I'm going to ask you straight up. Did you know she had a man? Say what? Did you know she had a man? What? I, I mean, kind of, kind of, sort of, but not really, though. I ain't no kind of, sort of, man. Either you know she got a man or she don't got a man. You knew she had a man, right? And you still went did it, right? Hey, dog, I ain't got nothing to do with y'all, man. I, I'm, I'm dealing with these bed bugs. You understand what I'm saying? Dude, do you understand you messing up a, a four-year relationship? You know how much time I put in with this woman? Four hey, years. Hey. Four years, we about, to get, we about to get married. And you calling here with this When are y'all supposed to get married? Don't worry about when we supposed to get married, man. You messed that all up. What I'm trying to explain to you is, dude, you calling here on some bed bug which I know she ain't got nothing to do with, but the fact that you told me that she was over your house, in your bed, that's over. 
It's over now. You understand what I'm saying? Now, when she get home, I'm going to deal with that. You understand what I'm saying? That's going to get dealt with. I'm walking up out of here. But when I leave here, please believe my next stop is to come find your First of all, how did you get the number to this apartment? That's what I want to know. Hey, dude, she gave me both numbers, the cell phone number and the house number, and told me, you know, if it's an emergency, call the house. Okay, and this is an emergency? Yeah, this is an emergency. I well, got bad learn, bugs, well, man. Learn, learn, learn another emergency number. Learn 911, because when I come knocking on your door, either you come out or you handle it, or you better call the cops. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? <sighs> hey, man, do you think Tommy will pay for the bad bugs? Who is Tommy? I'm just saying, do you think Tommy will pay for the bed, bud? Who the f is Tommy? Tommy, dog. Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ernest, you just got pranked by your girl, Shanice. <laughs> man. Y'all, y'all. Woo. You all right, man? Boy, hey. Well, it was over. It was over. You understand what I'm telling you? It was over. <laughs> <laughs> There you have it, bed bugs, ladies and gentlemen, bed oh bugs. Your <laughs> wife bringing bed bugs over here, okay? All right. Makes me itch. Twenty five hundred dollars. I need a, I need a new couch and a bed. All right, we gotta yeah. fix this problem. Yeah. Thank you, nephew. And uh, we're going to switch gears at the top of the hour and get serious. We're going to talk to our good friend, civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump, about the whole Breonna Taylor aftermath. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody. We have a special call right now. We're going to be talking with one of the hardest working people for rights and justice for us as a people. Please welcome to the show, Attorney Benjamin Crump. How you holding, team? Here in Louisville, Kentucky, with Brianna's family trying to make sure people know about this sham grand jury that Mitch McConnell's, not son-in-law, he's married to Mitch McConnell's niece. Oh, uh, that is true. Yeah. So, Attorney Crump. Yes, sir. How, do, how does this work? Because the Attorney General has something to do with the grand jury. What, what's, what's the exact situation? Steve, it's just like any other grand jury where you have the prosecutor and his lawyers are the only one in the jury room except the lay people. So quite literally, 99.9999% of the time, Steve, the grand jury is going to do exactly what that prosecutor, that attorney general wants them to do. Is that because when the prosecuting attorney general and the prosecutor are in the room, they're going to lay out the case that best gets the outcome that they want? Exactly, Steve. It is exactly that. They're giving all the answers, evidence that says to these lay people, these regular people, we are recommending you charge this person with this crime based on this evidence. We feel it is persuasive. We think it's conclusive. We think it's objective. And that's what they say. And the grand jury would do everything that the prosecutor wants them to do. It's, and it happens every day. When little black and brown people come up, they get charged with hardly no evidence at all because the prosecutor said do it. But when it's a police officer charged with killing uh, a person of color, it seems they can never get an indictment. Attorney Crump, I, I look at all these situations and oftentimes say to myself, if this was a white woman in her bed with her man 
and some police officers of any color go in and kill this woman. I, I have to think that there has to be some type of consequence. Now, if you throw in the fact that this officer were black. We saw that play out somewhere in Minneapolis when the white woman from Australia was in the dark alley absolutely. Uh, on drugs and the people called the police on her and the black officer from Ethiopia shot her. Not only did she get $20 million, but they convicted him and sent him to prison for 15 years. Yeah. And so it is night and day when the victim is white. But I do want to say this, Steve, because I think part of what we have to do now in the aftermath of Breonna Taylor's grand jury, but also preserving her legacy, is to educate, engage, and empower our community. And so when we think about this grand jury proceeding, we have to say, what evidence did the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron present to that grand jury? And did he present any evidence on behalf of Breonna Taylor? And if he did not, Steve, then he unilaterally put his thumb on the scales of justice hmm. to help exonerate these killer cops who murdered this black woman in the sanctity of her own home. And he made certain that Brianna wouldn't get her due process, wouldn't get her day in court, and essentially get no justice. And so we are demanding that he release the transcript from the grand jury proceedings so we can see if anybody spoke for Brianna Taylor in that grand jury proceedings. Because Steve Harvey, you know, he never mentioned her name on the indictment. The indictment of wanton endangerment was for her white next-door neighbors that bullets went yeah. into the apartment, not for bullets right. going into Brianna's apartment, not for bullets going into the black neighbor where a bullet went into her apartment who lived above Brianna's, but not even wanton endangerment or murder for the bullets that mutilated Brianna Taylor's body. And so we want to know what did he present to the grand jury? Hmm. Well, the yeah, attorney yeah. general is, I mean, he's put there, he's handpicked, he's, he's gotten in. We, we clearly know who he is. He spoke at the Republican mentor. National mm -hmm. Convention. Mm -hmm. uh, his mentor is, okay, hmm. I mean, you know, look. The big house so, or the White House? Okay, okay, so let me ask you this question because this is I'm hearing I'm trying to work this out with so many people we're having this discussion the the family that received the settlement of 12 million dollars is anything in this something I know the family's upset please no I'm all for the family I'm trying to figure out is the attorney general using this as a okay we gave this settlement so that clears us to move forward how we want to. See, when we uh, reached that historic landmark settlement last week, uh, which was for $12 million, which was very significant, Steve, because it represented one of the largest amounts ever paid out to a black woman in a wrongful death involving a police shooting in America. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, when they kill black women, they are disrespected and marginalized and 
the family may may get a million dollars if they get anything. So this was a precedent setting settlement to hopefully raise the value of black women lives in America and also to speak to the fact that we have to respect black women like we respect everybody else. Hold on one second. Uh, We'll be right back with more from attorney Benjamin Crump. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, everybody, we're back, and we're having an in-depth discussion. We're talking about the Breonna Taylor situation. What a horrible uh, thing that has happened in this country again. And we're here with uh, attorney Benjamin Crump. Especially to Breonna Taylor's mother, who said, more important than the money, I am trying to define the legacy of my daughter. Yeah. And in that legacy, she said she wanted to try to prevent future Breonna Taylors from happening. So she insisted that we have systematic reform in this settlement. And so the city of Louisville, I I applaud their mayor and their leadership because they went real sweeping on this reform. And I just give you the bullet points uh, because it could serve as a model for other cities around America in dealing with how we try to prevent this from happening in the future. They, number one, said that they are going to incentivize police officers to live in the cities and the minority communities that they police. They are literally going to pay for housing for the police officers to stay in those neighborhoods. Because we know all those examples of Ferguson where you had these white police officers living and other communities and then come and police our people and then go back home to their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, their hope, Steve, is that if you know these people, you know your neighbors, you're going to be less apt to shoot first and ask questions later because you're going to say, oh, no, that's Steve's son, man. I, I, I know him. We're we going to handle this. You know, right. that's Tommy's uh, a lady. We ain't going to shoot. We're going to work this out. Because you know the neighbors, and that's the belief. And if they stay 20 years in that neighborhood, Steve, they will get the ownership of that home. It will be paid for. So they literally said, if you become a police and stay in the neighborhood that you police, Louisville City is going to pay your mortgage. That was quite significant. Number two, they hired 12 social workers to say that every time a police get a call for a mental health crisis or a domestic violence crisis, these uh, social workers are going to go on the call with them because they're more equipped to deal with mm. interacting with a mental health crisis and trying to de-escalate Good. the situation. And the last thing, they're going to hire an inspector general who is independent of the police department. He doesn't answer to them. He doesn't answer to the state attorney. He answers to the city council, the civilian review board. And every time there's an allegation of excessive force or police shooting, they would issue a public statement whether they believe it was justified or not. Now, this would not be binding on the state attorney because the police officer still has due process whether he goes to jail or not, okay. but it would be a public record. Okay, uh, Attorney Crump, hang on right there, sir. Uh, we got more to talk about this situation. We'll be right back with more with Attorney Benjamin Crump. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
All right, y'all, we back uh, with Benjamin Crump uh, visiting the show this morning. We're having an in-depth conversation about the outcome uh, so far with uh, the Breonna Taylor situation. The, the mm-hmm. question I have is, mm-hmm. does does this uh, these things that they've come up with here in the city of Louisville, does it supersede the grand jury process or does it only happen after the grand jury? Yeah, and Fred, I apologize. I went a long way because I just wanted to talk about those reforms. To answer your question, one has nothing to do with the other. And, and quite frankly, the civil side is controlled by the mayor and the city council. Whether somebody's going to be arrested and go to jail is completely controlled by the prosecutor. So we know that this had nothing to do with um the settlement at all. This was just Daniel Cameron not presenting the evidence. You know, Steve, they had, he kept talking about there was one neighbor who said that he uh, acknowledged the police not been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And there were, we have 12 other neighbors who live in close proximity to mm-hmm. Brianna's apartment who gave recorded statements well, saying they did not hear. Yeah, but Crump, that's a lie. Now. That's yeah. a complete yeah. lie. Mm-hmm. That negates no-knock warrants. That, that's the reason they have a no-knock warrant, so they don't have to right. Not make right, any Steve. announcement. <laughs> so right. why all of a sudden would they go down there with a no-knock announcement to make the announcement? That's mm-hmm. bull crap, man. And why change the law crap. for that? They changed right. the law for mm-hmm. that. So, so I, got, that? I got a couple of questions to ask. Okay. Two. Uh, mm-hmm. Very quickly, what can we yes, do? What can we do about this? And we well, turn it around? Thing, if everybody in Steve Harvey Nation can join us in demanding that they release that transcript of the grand jury proceedings, because we need transparency, and that will help the FBI in their investigations, because we don't believe Daniel Cameron presented to the grand jury anything about the fact that it was based on a lie the whole reason they were at Breonna Taylor's apartment in the first place. That probable cause affidavit, Steve, that the lieutenant of the Louisville police has issued out said that the United States Post Inspector said that she was having packages delivered to her house, where the United States Post Inspector said they didn't say no such a thing, and Breonna had no packages being delivered to her house in 2020. And so that was the basis why the judge signed the no-knock warrant to allow them to bust in Breonna Taylor's house in the first place. So if Daniel Cameron didn't present that evidence, then what did he present, Steve Harvey? Hmm. That's what we keep saying. Right. Nothing. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Attorney Crump. So we need transparency. You say if we can get these transcripts, that we can then get it to the federal level. My question is this. If it goes to the federal level, are we talking the DOJ, Department of Justice? Well, we're talking about... Because if we're talking them, bar, our ass is cooked again. Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, see, hopefully that's why elections matter. I'm so glad you brought that point up. Because if Biden and Harris win the election, then when this goes to the Department of Justice, we will have different okay, uh, attorney gotcha. general in power. And okay, so that's good. another reason for us to vote on November 2nd. All right, now, let's talk about this vote, and let's do this real quickly. What's your feeling on the vote climate in our community? 
You know, I do, Steve, because of all of these high-profile police shootings. And so right now, Breonna Taylor got people in America real emotional. And so we need them to act on that emotion and go out and vote as if Breonna Taylor was your daughter. Attorney Crump, if we all get out and vote, we could turn this thing around and we could get justice for Breonna Taylor and a lot of other people. I thank you so much, Frat. And that is a simple, clear plan that all of us in black America could do. Go vote. Get a better attorney general so we can get justice for Breonna Taylor. We can get justice for George Floyd. We can get justice for Maude Aubrey. We can get justice for Jacob Blake Jr. in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Thank you, sir. That's right. Benjamin Crump, everybody. Thank y'all so much. We're going to switch gears here and bring in the nephew for the prank. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, if he won't shave, I won't either. Mm. God. (laughs) So there. Be two hairy people right here. Before we get into that, though, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us today, Nat? As you know, last year. Uh-uh. <laughs> what is wrong with Church you? Church brought me my glove. <laughs> but I didn't have healing power. Today's title is Me and My Jesus. Let's go, cat dog, if you would. Hello? Uh, hello, I'm trying to reach your sister. This is she. Uh, how you doing? I, I'm giving you a call on behalf of... Uh, Baptist Church. You you are a member there, am I right? Yes, I am. Okay. Listen, um, I'm calling you. They they uh some of the members have gotten together and had a meeting and mm-hmm. wanted me to give you a call. Have uh, it, it seems that uh a lot of them are complaining about Sunday services that go on and wanted for me to give you a call on their behalf so that we can see if we can address the problem and talk to you diligently as possible and try to get the problem rectified. What, what's going on? Well, it seems like that um, a lot of uh, of members are complaining. I'm sorry, and what is your name again? Uh, my name is ma'am. Uh, I'm not actually a member of the church. I've just been the one that they've been asked to give you a call and, and try to talk on the member's behalf so maybe we can get this problem rectified that, you, that they have uh, as far as you are concerned. Now, okay, go ahead. I'm just trying to see what this is in regards to. Go ahead. Well, it seems like the members of the church are complaining about that you're doing too much shouting at church on Sunday, and it seems to be going on every Sunday. You running up and down the aisle, and you shouting all over the place. And it's oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Me? I, I've been singled out about well, my shouting? Well, is that uh, what you're saying? Well, evidently it's distracting, ma'am. You're distracting everyone from getting the word and listening to the word and being involved in the service. And that's the purpose of the call is to see if we can get you to tone it down some. Okay, so the whole church is complaining about me shouting the way people run up and down their mouths every Sunday and almost turn cartwheels and flips, and they singling me out complaining about me? Well, ma'am. I don't know how it is that you can see everybody else doing cartwheels when you're the ones that, that they say is the one that's doing them. You okay, well, how am, I, how am I being singled out? Ma'am, all I'm saying is, is that they're saying that you're doing too much shouting and too much running at this church. Now, I, I'm just the messenger. Okay, well, well they, they can't tell me how to shout. They, don't, they can't tell me what's going on in my life, what's going to keep me from praising God. 
I, and I now they, I mean, they could just they they can go somewhere else with that, but they are not gonna tell me that I can't praise my God. They don't know how good God has been to me. I, and and you know what? I understand that. I agree with you wholeheartedly. But it's becoming a distraction. I mean, they they was at the point last night talking about should we put some seat belts on the pews so so you can stay down. I wish they would put some seat. But how are they gonna tell people they can't shout in church and praise God? What what do we come to church for? Well, you do come to us. They need to be trying to praise God and get their own shot on and stop looking at me and worrying about what I'm doing. We're going to need you to quit running up and down these aisles and doing what you... I'm sorry, sir. You know, I'm I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying my best. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Sir, that's not happening. You can't tell me I got to stop shouting. Okay, ma'am, but let me ask you something. Are you running now? Aren't you just standing still talking? No, because I don't have to run right now. Okay, I... What I'm trying to get you if to I do. I feel like if I want to run up and down this street right now, I can run up and down this street and praise God. But they're not going to tell me to stop shouting at church. Can we get you to be a little bit more reserved as what we are? See, ma'am, let me ask, let me go ahead and go further on what they I, do. What I, I, move, I move how the spirit moves. Okay, well, let me move and tell you what they've told me. Now, if, if, if we can't get to the point where you can, you know, tone it down, then we may have to ask you to leave. I just want to let them ask me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You ma'am? let them ask me, why would they want me to leave the church? Be, I've been at that church for 15 years. I'm not leaving the church. I'm going to run up and down. I'm not going to run the church. I'm, I may even turn me some flip where I'm not. I feel like it. Now, 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 now listen. That's, that, that's all I'm Okay, go ahead. What, I'm, what be there, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there on Sunday, ma'am. And I have been the person that's been appointed to make sure that you're not running up and down these aisles and shouting like this. You're going to have to keep yourself reserved so people can hear the word of God. You are standing in people's word. That's what you're doing. You're in the way you of. You know what? If they come trying to sit me down, I'm going to give them a word and ain't going to be a God. So, now, let them put their hands up on me here. Now, listen. Okay, I'm telling you that now. You, you could that. I haven't been in that church 15 years. If I want to run, dance, shout, jump, scream, whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. And ain't nobody going to stop me. You're going to have to stop this. This past Sunday was your last Sunday doing it, and you're watch not going to do it this Sunday. I, well, like I said, just watch. And I'm telling you, you can tell the urchins, the deacon board, the deaconess, the minister's wives, or whoever else you want to tell, let them put their hands on me and see if I don't swing on them. I'm going to come right about the spirit and swing on them. I'm telling now, you that now. Because, see, sir, you done really pushed me that. I done tried. I done tried my well, best. Well, let me ask you this here. Where, where I is I tried to show that I'm saved and delivered, but you make it, you, you making me revert back to my old ways. And you you really finna me off. That's what you finna do. Okay, well, let me ask you this here. Where is the God at right now in you? Where is the one that's... He was, the God was in me when I was trying to be calm with you at first to tell you don't be calling me with this foolishness. But now you done made the other side of me raise up. Well, you done raised it up. You, in, you done raised it up in me, too. Guess what? Come Sunday, you're going to sit your ass in that pew, and you ain't going to move. you know. You call yourself a man of God. You cuss me to my own sit my ass in the pew. Okay, all right. All right, we're going to see how well my ass in that pew. Matter of fact, first thing Sunday morning, I'm going to pastor. Oh, yeah. When you're deacon, whoever you are, whatever your name is, I'm going to tell them about it. Y'all better, however gave you my number, you need to lose it. I would be talking to Pastor myself and letting him know about this situation. You don't now, talk, you don't. Pastor, we can call Pastor right now. We can get Pastor on freeway. You don't talk to Pastor. I talk to Pastor. I talk to Pastor. I done been at this church 15 years. Like I said, I'm telling you, oh, 
Jesus. J Ooh, you you finna ooh, Jesus. Not 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 see just like this here. You see ooh, how you calling ooh, on him Jesus, and you standing. Jesus. Yeah, cause I'm calling on him to keep me from just really going and cuss you out right now, cause you didn't really hit my nerve. I got one more thing I need to say to you, lady. Wait, you know what? You better say it real quick, cause you finna talk to this operator. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got <laughs> pranked by your girl. <laughs> You know, oh, see, you know what? <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm a kid my butt. Oh, oh, Lord. Y'all see, you done had me up here cursing on the phone. Okay. Oh, Jesus. I got one more thing, baby. Let me ask you something. What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Steve Harvey morning. Show, baby. <laughs> Church folks are the best. You know what I'm saying? When you, you play too much. Playing when you prank boy. church folk about they Jesus. Are Come you on, proud man. of that? Are you, are you proud? Yes. When you get Sad. church folk cussing and about to cuss, what you talking about, girl? Mm-hmm. What you talking oh, about? goodness. You know, my mom. Huh? This, it would, oh, this Plus, would just get on her nerves. Why does Tommy mess with the church people all the time? The <laughs> For those of you that think the gospel has gone too far, this is it right here, man. This is what it's about. More than a conqueror. Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I just... Uh, uh, the, I the prank Kirk once... Oh, I, I, did I tell you I prank Kirk? Yeah, you can. Did you? Did you, I think you told us that. I prank yeah. Kirk. I got Kirk good. You proud of yourself? You pranking I'm gospel proud. singers? Very proud. No. Folks in the church? Got yeah. Kirk. God, Isaac, Marvin, Sap, keep your keep your you eyes keep, open because I'm coming your way, baby. You when you least all expect it. People pretty close to God, Tommy. You shall be praying. Okay, okay. okay. Now I won't. If the CST won't give me the number, that's who I want. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank God that's over. <laughs> uh, coming up next, the strawberry letter subject: If he won't shave, I won't either. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, if you missed Steve's interview earlier in the week with Vice President and Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden, we will air that again at 46 minutes after the hour. You don't want to miss it. Vice President Biden laid out his plan. People are asking about his plan. He laid out his plan. You'll hear it at 46 minutes after the hour with Steve Harvey. But right now, it is time for the Strawberry Letter. If you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one. (laughs) Right here, right now. (laughs) Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, Strawberry Letter. All right. Thank you, nephew. Here we go. If he won't shave... I won't either is the subject. Dear Stephen Shirley, <laughs> that is crazy. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 41-year-old married woman, and my husband and I are at odds. Since the pandemic began, he has been growing his hair out, and I'm not a fan of it at all. He hasn't shaved in weeks, and he hasn't had a haircut in almost six months. He looks like a darn grizzly bear, and it's disgusting. He says he's waiting to see how big his fro can get because he's never grown it out before. So far, I don't like it, and it's a big turnoff. I've never been a fan of excessive body body hair, and he knows this. I expected him to stay neat, clean, and trim since I'm the one that's sleeping with him. He hasn't trimmed his hair, he has not shaved his beard, and a few other places on his body need to be maintained. I've had enough. 
So I devised a plan to seek revenge. For my plan to work, I had to withhold sex for him, from him for close to a month. I told him that I wasn't in the mood every time he tried to touch me. Three nights ago, it was time to execute my plan. We were getting ready to be intimate, and he got all excited while he was removing my clothes. Then, surprise! He suddenly realized that I had not shaved either. He's not used to seeing me like that. I have always been neatly groomed <laughs> everywhere just for him. I smiled at him and asked him how it feels when the shoe is on the other foot. He did not think that was funny at all. Now he's very upset with me and said that I can't do what he does. I told him to shave his back, his face, and that other place, or he'll never make love to me again. He says I'm being selfish for not supporting his new look. Why do I have to shave if he's not willing to? Am I wrong for how I feel? Are you wrong? Are you wrong? Is that the question? I got to tell you something right now. You are my shero. You're my shero. A whole lot of women are standing up and cheering for you right now. Trust me on this. They are standing up and cheering for you. Uh, and I, I, I hope you can feel us. I really do. I mean, come on. It's okay for a while. You know, we've been in this pandemic. It's okay. The beards, the unkempt facial and body hair. But but come on now. Enough is enough. And, and we're sick of it. We are tired of the caveman look. Game of Thrones is over. That's not on TV anymore. And sorry, but, you know, there's no double standard here. The, the nerve of him, how dare he try to play that card by saying you can't do what I do. The double standard does not apply here because, yes, we can. And your wife proved that to you. We can grow... Our hair all over, too. And you don't like it, right? You showed him that. But women are expected to... Sh they are. We really are. We're expected to shave our legs, shave our underarms, you know, shave everywhere so we don't look like, you know, cave women and, and grizzly bears, uh, as you call it. So, so, no, we both need to shave, okay? So I say, look, let's get back to shaving and grooming ourselves around here and stop thinking that we can let ourselves go because, sadly, there is nowhere to go in this pandemic. We're still at home. We still have, you know, our, our, our significant others, our husbands, our wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever, to look nice around. Don't just let yourself go. Uh, he knows how you feel. You told him. It's nothing new. And now it's a turnoff, which is affecting the intimacy in your marriage that's very important and i don't think shaving or not shaving is worth that this is an easy fix easy fix so i hope he gets whatever he uses magic shave razors clippers <laughs> whatever it is and you know starts to cut that mess down it's an easy fix steve i'm going to need <laughs> what's the voice <laughs> motown music oh. for this Repertoire, <laughs> rhetorical response. I'll be asking my deacon. Yes, sir. My <laughs> beloved Def Jam. Yeah. And my older brother. Uh-uh. <laughs> Reverend Adnoid. To gather yourselves to help with the situation. All right. All I need from the Minister of Music is how much time we have. Uh, I've been told that we're down to under 60 seconds. Uh -huh. 
60 seconds won't do what I need to get done. That's right. That's in right. an appetitious way. So I'm going to prepare you all mm. to come back mm-hmm. after this commercial That's right. <laughs> renderation, renderation to hear about how we handle situation. That's right. The situation. We will be using songs, uh-huh. verses, yeah, and famous quotes to get to the ending of a uh, Neil Harry scary uh, situation. Oh, it's scary. Please come back and join us at the jackpot joint of Jerusalem. Church say amen. 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 All right. Amen. We'll have part two of Reverend Motown's response coming up in 23 minutes after the hour. Subject, if he won't shave, I won't either. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, I mean, uh, excuse me. All right, Reverend Motown, Deacon Def Chan, Reverend Adnoy, Deacon Jr. We uh, don't need you, sister. <laughs> That's not uh, nice. Taking up time. <laughs> uh, you are blocking. That's not blocking. nice. Situation. We, we, we're not concerned with being nice. Your letter wasn't nice. <laughs> Pastor, though. For him or her. Uh, I, first of all, want to say that I hate the strawberry letter today. (laughs) (laughs) It makes no damn sense that we have to address the cleanliness of the body. Uh The Bible says cleanliness is next to godliness. Yeah. And both these peoples is going to hell. Going to hell. Yes, Mm -hmm. they are. Yes, they are. I want to quote another reverend. Uh Uh-huh. Jackson. Jesse, to be exact. Jesse Jackson. Uh Uh-huh. He once said, stay out the bushes. Uh, That's what he said. (laughs) That's what he said. Now, everybody in this letter is just a big old bush. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. We remember a song by uh, Brother Womack. Uh Uh-huh. A Harry Hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come on. I know I'm preaching now. I know, Pastor. I I know. I I think Uh, if if, if Indy I read with him, she she would say, I am not my hair. That's That's exactly the word. Come on. Uh, Yes. In the, oh, words, in the words of Minister Luther Vandross, I'm going to quote that, yes, Minister Luther Vandross, when mm-hmm. he said, this is just me now, this is just me, never too much, never too much, never too much, you know what? You yes, like sir. what you mm-hmm. like, never too yes, much, sir. never too much. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, mm-hmm. though. Yes, sir. Uh, Deacon, uh, J- Junior Deacon. Yes, sir. Do uh, you have one? I know. Yes, it's a, sir. Go ahead. It was uh, uh, Brother Teddy Pendergrass. Uh, oh, oh, you don't he normally said, go uh, uh, I think you better let it go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, Everybody in this letter need to let it come go. On, come on, come <laughs> uh, on. In the words yeah, of sister, sister, uh, sister, uh, sister Reverend Gladys Knight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. she put it in a way, if I was your woman, 
And you was my man. <laughs> Come on. Now, if we're both laying up here looking the same, I beg you to answer that question. <laughs> oh, I'm preaching now. Come on, Def. You know what, Pastor? I'm just going to give you a phrase when they, you know, when they both seen each other. It just, it's uh, basically, uh, they was having a bad hair day. That's what that was, Pastor. Yes, a bad hair yes, day. Mm-hmm. Bad no. Mm-hmm. Come on. I'm going to go into the Book of Brown. The Book oh, of Brown. Yes. Where I'm going when he mm-hmm. said, verse 34, chapter 1781, where he said, Get up off of that thing and <laughs> dance till you feel better. Come on now. That's what he said. Yes, yes what sir. He said. Yes, oh, yes, come on. Come on, Junior. I believe there was a choir called the Ohio Players said one time. Yeah. Uh, skin tight. Yes, sir. Come uh, on now. We can get it out of here. Oh, you preaching, youngster. Yeah, go ahead. Over to the book of cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> a cool in the gang, to be exact. Yeah. One of my favorite hits, Jungle Boogie. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Come you on preaching now. now, Pastor. I know you preaching. Uh, yes, the red hat. Trying the red-head. to bear with it. Uh, um, um, um. Um, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> uh, do you need help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that's that's what happened when you don't uh, know. Okay. Oh, 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 come on, had no one help him. I think I'm gonna go to the average white band. The average white <laughs> come band. On. The band that was averagely white when they said Mm. Cut the cake. Cut the cake. That's what they said. They said, cut the cake. Oh, I, I, I love this one here. Come on, Junior. No, I'll tell you right go now, ahead, there was a ahead, group, on, one of my favorites. Uh, uh, brothers called Jodeci. Uh, these young brothers. Uh, I knew that uh, would come. Uh, if you look and you see all that down there, they had a song called, You Need to Get On Up. <laughs> yeah. Get on up. Damn. Say it again, Jodeci. Get on up. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the pips. Uh, yes. Pastor Pip Neal. Pastor One Pip of my Neal, favorite right. lines. That mm. if somebody don't groom themselves in this mm. marriage, I, I, I think I'll be leaving <laughs> on a midnight train mm-hmm. to yeah. Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I, going I, to I, place I, to find. Yes. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. In closing, I just want to sing from Pastor Peebo. Uh-huh. Feel me. <laughs> I want to feel the fire. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Just say amen. Amen. You can post amen. your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Please don't forget to check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up, as promised, at 46 minutes after the hour, if you missed it, we're going to play back Steve's iconic interview with Vice President and Democratic candidate Joe Biden right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve Harvey did a fantastic interview with presidential candidate Joe Biden. If you missed it, we have it for you right now. Hey, uh, folks, as promised, uh, we've been telling you all morning that we were going to have a very special guest 
Well, he's here. He was the 47th Vice President of the United States. He served with one of our favorite presidents. He is aiming to continue some of the great work that was done before. He is positioning himself to become the future president of the United States. And with our help, that reality can become very, very possible for all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, a guy that I've known for quite some time and a friend, please welcome to the show, Mr. Vice President Joe Biden. Mr. Biden, how are you, sir? I'm fine. I'm a fan, by the way. You know that. I watch you all the time. Man, I really, uh... really appreciate it. Hey, listen, uh, (laughs) let's get into this. What are your thoughts, sir, the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Tell, Tell us Tell us your well, thoughts on that. You know, I had the great honor of presiding over her. I was the chairman of the Judiciary Committee when she was nominated. And the thing that made her so incredible, she was a per- she as, as one, 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 one person said, she did as much for women as Justice Marshall did for African-Americans. She just changed the whole course of modern history in terms of women's rights and women's opportunities. And, uh, but the interesting thing about her, as principled and as tough as she was on the issues, she got along with everybody. She even had, you know, the Scalia's of the world when he was on the court and, and the conservatives, they, they treated her with respect. And she was able to bring people together. And that is, a, I think that's a remarkable additional trait that she had. And, uh, and you know, I, I, not you know, but I spoke to her, I spoke to her daughter and her granddaughter at length to express my sympathies. And uh, they told me that her, uh, and she, they told others that her dying wish was that, uh, that nobody get appointed in her place until the next president is elected. And because, uh, you know, we're already in the middle of an election, uh, already in the middle of an election, Steve, you know. By the uh-huh. time Republicans have named somebody and the president names somebody and bring it up, almost 40% of the American public will have voted. The Constitution says that's the one chance the American people have to make an impact on who they want choosing the next nominee. You know, the president gets to propose and the Senate disposes. And so this is the one chance under the Constitution where the American people have an opportunity. And mm-hmm. to, to rush this is just, to, it's just a fundamental violation of the constitutional principle. Yeah. Can, can he legally do that? Can President Trump legally appoint somebody before this election? Well, he can legally name somebody. It's his right technically, but it's violation of the constitutional under under the underlying rationale. Uh, Mr. President, can you hang on one second? One second. We'll be right back with more. Vice President Joe Biden right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Earlier this week, Steve Harvey did a fantastic interview with presidential candidate Joe Biden. If you missed it, we have it right now. This was really worth hearing, of course. Let's listen. We're back. Uh, We're having a discussion here with uh, Vice President Joe Biden. Uh, Can President Trump legally appoint somebody before this election? He can name somebody he wants to be the nominee. But all those Republicans, including the majority leader, McConnell from Kentucky said that you shouldn't appoint, you know, you shouldn't appoint anybody in election year. Remember, they stopped uh, Merrick Garland from being appointed because being confirmed or even having a hearing because that's who President Obama picked nine, ten months before the election. Mm -hmm. But 
He can do that. But, you know, you have so many Republican senators saying that there should be no appointment in election year, like Lindsey Graham. Using, I won't go through the whole quote and bore you, but he said, you know, I'm saying there should be no no president should nominate someone in an election year. You should hold till the election. And you can you have every right to bring this up if I change my mind and point out to me that I wasn't telling the truth. Well, guess what? He ain't telling the truth. He's pushing for it now. But there's two people have announced, had the guts to announce that they will wait till the election is over. They shouldn't vote till then. And that is the senator from Alaska uh, and the senator from, uh, uh, from Maine. And both mm-hmm. women, and they. Uh, but there's a couple others. If two others stand up and do the right thing, then it'll be put off until the election. If he wins, uh, then he gets to go forward with the nominee that he uh, that, that he naming he wants to name. And if he loses, then I get to make that pick. But I won't be able to make that pick until January 21st. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. You know, listen. I know you all out there campaigning hard. I thought your selection of uh, your vice presidential or running mate, uh, Senator Kamala Harris, was such an an amazing choice. It spoke volumes for you. She is so good. (laughs) Yeah. She is so good. She's so damn bright and knowledgeable. I mean, she's ready to be president on day one if if somebody uh, pushed me off a roof or something. I mean, this is uh, all kidding aside. She is is totally... That's the basis. There are a lot of really fine women that I had to choose from. But uh, I think she's ready on day one. A great choice, sir. You know, look, I know everybody wants answers to so many questions and campaign promises, but the question for so many of my listeners is, what's the Biden-Harris plan for black America? Well, number one, you know, my mother used to have an expression, you want to know me, walk in my shoes a mile. Although I've been deeply involved in the civil rights movement my whole life, I come from a state with the eighth highest black population of any state in the nation, I still don't fully, fully appreciate exactly how tough it is. And the fact is that one of the most important things to do is put black men and women in a position where they can accumulate wealth, where they're in a position where they can begin to actually have the place in the community where, as a, as a people across the board, they grow the middle class. What's the Biden-Harris plan for black America? There's a number of things I want to do. Number one, for for example, there's evidence that black entrepreneurs, men and women, are successful and as innovative as anybody else. The problem is that they have great difficulty getting the capital. So what Barack and I did was we came up with a plan that was $1.5 billion we gave to state in the the 50 states gave to state small business associations and for minority businesses. So what happened is once you get that funding, you go in and you make an application and they say your idea is a good idea. What it did, what we predicted, it attracted $30 billion off the sideline, meaning that when someone says, I have this idea for this new tech firm or whatever I want to do, and what happens is, if now all of a sudden the federal government's giving you your down payment on that, got you going. Uh, Mr. President, can you hang on one second? One second. We'll be right back with more Vice President Joe Biden right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
We're back, and we've been talking all morning with presidential candidate Joe Biden, who is here, giving us some insight, a lot of things he's feeling and thinking about this upcoming election. You know, one of the hardest things for a young black man, uh, or woman for that matter, but to get is a down payment for a home. What I'm proposing is that for first-term home buyers in the community, brown and black, they would be able to get a $15,000 down payment, which essentially is a guaranteed tax credit, which says that the bank says, okay, I know they have the money for the down payment, so now you can go out and I'll lend you the money to buy the home. But in addition to that, there are other things we're going to do. For example, there is a lot of money that's available out there through the legislation that's already put together that calls for making sure that we're able to provide for funding in communities that are primarily minority communities. And what we do with that is we make sure that we have a fund that we're going to provide for somewhere in the order of $50 billion of new equity investment. In addition, though, they have the availability of being able to get loans, low-interest loans, for communities. We're going to drastically increase the amount of money available for investments in these communities. For example, you have a great idea, and you're going to, this to call community development financial institutions, meaning the small banks that are in the communities. They have to lend into that brown or black community. All right, hang on one second, everybody. Mr. President, hang on, or we'll be right back. We've got more with President Joe Biden right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Steve Harvey did an interview with presidential candidate Joe Biden. This is the last part of the interview. The debates are coming up Tuesday. We have the interview for you right now. We're back, and we've been talking all morning with uh, presidential candidate Joe Biden about this upcoming election. In the United States of America, if you and I were in the same financial situation of just getting started, and we, we each were able to buy a home, um, and you bought a, the exact same home a developer built on one side of a interstate in a black community, and I bought the exact same home in the white community, mm-hmm. immediately my home is going to be valued at 32% more than your home is. It's wrong. We've got to end the red lining. We've got to end all these mm-hmm. things that make it difficult for African Americans, particularly hard-working African Americans who are just trying to get off the ground, to have the opportunity to do what most... How do most middle-class people accumulate any wealth? In their homes, and the equity in their homes. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're able to go on and then borrow money to send their kids to school, all those kinds of things. Yeah. But there's a lot we can do, a lot we can do, including providing free education college education. I think every single person in America who qualifies to get into a community college should be able to go for free. I think anybody who qualifies to get into a four-year university, if they come from a family less than $125,000 a year, should have free tuition. But I also think it's really important we fund HBCUs and minority universities because they don't have significant endowments. They are not able to compete to be able to get these large contracts with government and other entities to provide for the kinds of things like the University of Delaware. University of Delaware, they have a system where they have a metallurgy department where they have been able to get the right people invested in this effort. Uh, If you are able to get the funding for these laboratories at an HBCU, 
And what you do, you're able to train those young men and women in the HBCUs to these new high-tech ventures. So there's just a lot we can do, an awful lot we can do. Give me the importance of voting for our community and, and what do we need to safeguard ourselves against in terms of voter suppression? First of all, that you go to ilvote.com to know where to vote and not who to vote for, but how to be able to get where your polling place and the rest is. You know that this administration is going to do everything in their power to try to keep people from voting, but they're not mm -hmm. going to be stopped. The top line is people in this country are going to be hurt. No matter how much the president tries to stop them, they're going to vote. So, as I said, make sure you go to iwillvote.com. The right. African-American community can determine this election. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you. All right. Steve Good job. Harvey, All right, you up, huh? yeah, man. man. You better fight for us. Yes. <laughs> All right, coming up, our last break of the day and some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey. Right after this, we'll be back at 49 After. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are, last break of the day on this Friday, last break of the week. What a week. Whew, what a week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Exhausting. Like yeah, this Exhausting is. <laughs> no. Yeah. All we can do, though, is tell you that there are 39 more days left until the November 3rd election. By November 3rd, we want you to already have voted. Okay. Have your yes, votes in. Oh, I'm <laughs> going early. Yes. I'm that's, going early. That's what we're pushing. Early voting. Plan, prepare, early vote. Early voting is the key. We've been telling you. All along to go to vote.org, 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 and get registered, okay, so you can be ready. Steve, you want to take us yeah. home? You know, um, folks, I don't know how much plainer we can make it, but I will continue to try. We have heard on this show today, we have heard from Vice President Joe Biden his plans for black America. We have heard about the ways that they are trying to suppress the vote. We have heard this week, Trump is already planning to challenge the vote in court. He's going to run the Supreme Court nominee through so that it will be a five to four in favor of the Republicans. We have not heard any of the Republican senators or congressmen say this is not the way the system is set up. Even they know this is how the system has been set up that their forefathers put in place with the Constitution. This man and his evilness is trying to change the way the voting system works. Here is a man who is not content with being president, but clearly wants to be king. We have heard from attorney Benjamin Crump the atrocity that has occurred in Louisville, Kentucky. We have watched this. I mean, just today, let's just go over today. Now, the only way that this president can challenge this election 
in the courts if it's if it's close. I, 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 I can't really see how this is going to be close. But he can see how he can lose. And he's preparing to challenge his loss. I've never heard this before in my entire life. And neither have you in any election before. So now I'm asking you all that are sitting here listening that have every right to decide how this country is run because we built this country. We are as a part of this American fiber fiber as anybody. We built the United States of America. United States is the richest country in the world because of 400 years of free labor from slaves. Our ancestors built this country, not theirs, ours. There are Fortune 500 companies today who are alive and well. There is generational wealth in this country, alive and well. There is systematic racism in this country, alive and well, because of the institution of slavery. We on the Steve Harvey Morning Show are trying to put it to you as plainly as possible. And now with the Black Lives Matter movement, there is no other way to prove that your black lives matter than to make your vote matter. And once you make your vote matter, everybody has to come to terms with Black Lives Matter. Kevin Hart released a video on his Instagram that I saw today of a man explaining that since Trump has been in office, he has appointed more judges than anybody since Jimmy Carter. And of the 198, some say 200, judges that this man has nominated, not a single one of them have been black. Not one. Make America great again. Where are you going back to with this? You going back to the days when white supremacy just ruled unchecked because that's what it looks like to me. But the incredible thing about this is, people, there are enough of us with the voting privilege at our fingertips to go in there and say, no, man, you're wrong about that. You might not appoint us. You might not count us. You might not care about us, but our lives do matter. And they're going to matter at the polls in November. They're going to matter by early voting. They're going to matter by absentee ballots. And no matter what you do, we are not going to allow you to have four more years of this. We have that power. Don't you dare sit here and say our vote don't count. Because when you don't vote, you're absolutely right. It don't count. You can't count what ain't been cast. Hmm. Now, this begging you to vote, we sick of it. We sick that we got to ask you to do something for yourselves. Get out and vote. That's all you have to do. Because if you don't, you are going to live to regret this for the next four years in a way that is unimaginable. Voting is the only way to stop this. Don't you dare sit this out. 
Vote like your life depends on it, Steve. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it does. I'm holding your vote. You might not get to vote again. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 